Hello, this is the Jill Cruz podcast. And today I just had the most amazing conversation with Carla. Carla is incredible. Love her so much. She's such a giving, caring person. And that has lots of perks because everybody loves her. But it also sometimes can make it so that she puts everybody else before herself and her own health. And that's a big part of the theme of what we talked about today, how sometimes she just ends up going, 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 and there's a million other things that come before just really taking care of Carla. So we had a fantastic conversation about that and also about how Carla realized for her, one of her big realizations was focusing on her health rather than weight loss. Powerful stuff. And I always say weight loss is a byproduct of improved health, or at least it should be. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Carla. So Carla, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Jill. (laughs) It's so nice to have you. (laughs) And it's a pleasure to to catch up with you as always. It's been a little bit of time. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. So I would just love to hear about anything that comes to mind for you when you think of what what would be the the most meaningful or one of the most meaningful lessons that you've learned in your health journey. Okay, so one thing that has been critically important is the notion that I'm trying to become healthier and as a result of that, perhaps lose some weight as opposed to losing the weight being the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is being healthier. And then in being healthier, you know, I'll lose some weight. So that was a shift in thinking for me. And it also helps to inform decisions in the moment, you know, a good decision, a bad decision about something to eat or, you know, an activity to do or not do. When my mindset is now just trying to be more healthy. I I don't know if that makes sense, but. Oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. I love it. And what what, when you said that that kind of informs your decisions, can you elaborate on what you mean? Well, when on a weight loss journey only, Sometimes when you, when I have fallen off the, the wagon, so to speak, and have been out of practice and out of habit with doing some of the things that I know I need to be doing, that you and I have discussed practices and habits. When the goal is to be healthy, it's easier to just try to get back on the wagon. Sometimes mm. when you're doing, when, when weight loss is the only focus and, you know, there's been a, a breakdown then if that's the only goal, it's harder to start back up again, I, I would say. But you always want to push to to be healthier. So you just start again. So I think that that shift in mindset helps me to just start again. And that actually leads me to the second advice, bit of advice that, that you've shared with me, particularly around walking and exercise. We're trying to create a habit. Mm. So it's not about the the length of time for walking, that's my my exercise of choice at this point in time. <laughs> but you know, if I can't do an hour and an hour and a half in the past, I might have said, "Well, I just won't do anything." But what I've learned with you is do it for ten minutes. If that's what you got, do ten minutes. But maintain the habit, establish the habit, and maintain it. And so that rings in my ears all the time. 
Oh, that's nice. That's great. I love it. Do you feel like you've developed some a couple of good habits over like, let's say the past year or so? Yes, I have. And, you know, sometimes I'm I'm better at it being more intense with them, I guess you could say, and then other times not. But just knowing that with the walking back back to that example, walking up the street to the stop sign and back, to keep the habit going. And I think we know that the research says it takes 21 days to form a habit. I think it's 21 days. It's definitely uh, a more attainable goal when, when things are broken down like that. And that if all I have today is, is, you know, the five minutes to walk to the bus stop and back or the stop sign and back, that's good. And that's better than nothing. So I think it's yeah. I've implemented it with um, the, the walking. Yeah. So there are other areas, you know, in, in, in a weight loss journey, of course, which you're eating. <laughs> um, yeah. But what I'll say about that is logging the food has made me just much more conscious of what I'm eating, whether I'm actually able to take the time to log it or not. Like, even if I'm not actually putting it in chronometer, when it's going into my mouth, I'm like, oh, what would this look like in chronometer? Mm. So there is a benefit to having established the habit previously, even if you're not doing it now. Just makes you more conscious of what you would be putting in. So, yeah. Well, is there something that you found is just like super annoying and frustrating for you about this process? Like you just feel like if you could figure that one thing out, life would be better. Well, what I've come to understand is like, I'm the problem (laughs) in terms of um, these other things coming up, getting in the way. And you said to me, you said it to me, quite frankly, but I've also, you know, if I think back and reflect over the years, I've received this, this feedback before. There's always something, there's always some big something going on, you know, and I mean, I could I could tell you one today, right? You know, there's new reasons why I can't do it. And I'll get started in two weeks once this one thing is over. And then in two weeks, there'll be something else. And talking with you helped me to understand that that's the way I'm showing up. And I I didn't even realize that. Um, And I, I, I don't know, it's not as much, maybe some of it is just excuse making, but other at a deeper level, what I need to examine is how much of a priority is this journey to become healthier or even the journey to lose weight, because I'll always have things going on. That That's the nature of me. Like I have my hands in a lot of things. And so there'll always be a reason why I can't do it now. And when this big thing will be over and then supposedly there'll be time And then another big thing has shown up. And then when you hear that story, that narrative time after time after time, then I have to stop and think, well, why is that? And is this really a priority? And if it's not a priority, should it be? And if it is, then my actions need to to match that. So that's been a revelation for me. And even now, like I could tell you some big things happening, some big things going on. But like we've been talking long enough where I feel like I've presented enough of those. Right. And I'll say when this is over, things will be better for me. And then there'll be another big thing. So, 
I have to examine that. That's some self-reflection and getting serious and realizing that time, time is of the essence, right? I'm not getting any younger. Things starting are starting to ache a little more, <laughs> right? It's now. Now is the time. Like, I, I don't want to be talking about this even a year from now being at the same place. Like, there has to be some progress at some point. And I'm, I'm yeah. the big barrier. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, don't worry. You're not alone. <laughs> we all we all have our stuff where we, we get in our own way. Yeah. Because you know, part of, and I think this relates back to what you were saying earlier about the pursuit of health and building habits. And like one little thing that keeps coming to mind to me, and this comes to mind a lot when I talk to people, is the idea of of also being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, like okay, I'm going to walk for five minutes. I can't do an hour, but I'm still going to do five. Like that's a kind gesture towards yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I messed up, but I'm going to keep going anyway because I want to be healthy. That's also kindness. And And I think while you were describing this, thing about how you're in your own way. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important to have that awareness. Okay. And I also think it's really important to also forgive yourself for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And say, you know what? I'm aware of this now. That's great, and it's okay mm-hmm. that you've done that. Yes, that that even that'll be an adjustment because I feel like really bad about it. Like I, I don't I don't feel good. It's like why is it so much easier for everyone else, and then it's so hard for me. Like I I just I don't understand it. And there's something else you said. You said it really shouldn't be this hard to lose weight when doing these things that you and I talked about and there were, there've been times, there've been periods of, you know, three weeks or a couple of months where I, I was consistent with, or more consistent with all of it, with the logging of the food, with the walking, maybe still not exercise like strength training or anything like that. But you know, there's some block that, that that's what you were getting at. There, there's some block. Again, it's it's me. It's it's internal. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, mental, psychological. You know, I don't know if it's that. But there is some block because it really shouldn't take this long. I I've made enough efforts to see more results than what I. So that means there's something else there, and I just don't know yeah. what it is. And yeah. You also said to me, we talked about metabolism, and I think you were saying that it's not even necessarily true that your metabolism, maybe it slows down some, but that's not the only thing. Like, cause that would be an easy thing. Oh, well, I'm older now. My metabolism is slow. I forget exactly how you worded it, but it was, that would be a small part of this. That's not all of whatever's going on, a slow metabolism, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's the way that I would put it is more that the body is not, burning fat. Mm-hmm. So your your metabolic activity, you know, your cellular activity may be slowed down mm-hmm. and you're not also just accessing that body fat mm-hmm. as well as as you used to or mm-hmm. as we would like you to. So when that happens then the the fat burning, the fat loss mm-hmm. is delayed or sluggish. So that's like a really more metabolic, you know, physiological, biochemical conversation Mm -hmm. that we, I think we should continue to have. Mm -hmm. But I think the other piece is that, you know, of really 
putting yourself first, right, before all these other people and all these other obligations, you yeah. know, that you've set up for yourself. Yeah. And I just want to go back to that really briefly and just ask you, because I really felt your frustration and, and it's, you know, it's really hard. First of all, there is that introspection that you, that you said that you have to do, and I agree. But is there something, is there one thing that you can think of right now that you could do to move the dial a little bit in the direction of really prioritizing your health over all these other <laughs> things out there? Hmm. I know that and we've talked about this numerous times, doing things first thing in the morning, if it's going to get done, in many cases, it has to happen in the morning, whether it's the actual walk or, or exercise, or if it's the meal prep, whatever it is, I need to do it first thing in the morning. And it's actually a battle. When I'm up and I get up in the morning, do I run? My tendency is to want to grab that laptop and get my mind ready for whatever the day has ahead of me, shoot out some email organize myself for the day. I'm actually battling. Like I would probably need to put the laptop, maybe ask my husband to hide it so that I would go and do these, do the, the health stuff, then come back to the other. Then there's only a certain amount of time in, in the morning that dis, you know, disposable time, an hour, an hour and a half, maybe. And so I'm, it, it's an internal battle. And then the other piece to mix in there with that would be chores, right? I got a um, couple of loads of clothes folded this morning because I I just do things in the morning, right? But I can't get up at 2 a.m., right? And and I mean, that would solve a lot of it if I could get up at 2 a.m., but I, I can't go to bed at 6 p.m., <laughs> right? But I put so much done in the morning, like that, like the Army commercial, you know, we do more before 4 a.m. than most people do all day. Like that is so true of me. If I've gotten a, a decent sleep, I'm so efficient. So when I'm popping up in the morning, it's it's a battle. Do I exercise? Do I do these chores? Or do I get on that laptop? There's something there with fixing that, managing that, that would help. <laughs> yeah, there's like a switch. I remember the time when I decided that I was going to be very disciplined about my bedtime. Mm-hmm. Because up until that point, I was like, yeah, sometimes 11, sometimes 11.30, sometimes 10. It mm -hmm. just really depends. Yeah. And I read this book about sleep and how important it was, and it motivated me. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 9.30. Mm -hmm. And I remember that sort of, it's almost like a switch that, that kind of has to be on. Mm -hmm. Because there were many nights when I would be watching TV or mm -hmm. hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, it's 9 o'clock. Shoot. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to get start getting ready for bed. And I didn't want to. But it was a little push inside of me, yeah. a little bit of motivation, or I like to say inspiration, mm -hmm. that kind of shifted me into that, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And after I did that for, to be honest, much more than 21 days, <laughs> 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 probably a couple of months, mm -hmm. then it became habitual for me, like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, oh, I start, I'm like a dog, you know, I start getting sleepy at 930 if mm -hmm. I'm not in bed. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe, you know, for you in that morning thing is just that little bit of awareness mm -hmm. and that little, you know, spark or that little switch kind of in your brain that would say, no. I want to prioritize myself. Mm -hmm. 
these chores are still going to be here. Yeah. This work is still going to be here. But if, and it doesn't have to be, you know, if you have an hour and a half of time to do all of these things yeah. in the morning, five, 10 minutes, like I'm going to devote, there's 10 minutes of Carla time. Mm-hmm. When I wake up, mm-hmm. 10 minutes of Carla time. So maybe something like that would help because again, there's always that tendency. And I know you well, Carla, I know you're a very successful person in life and you get stuff done. I mean, you are very productive. That's incredible. But, you know, you're you're pushing it all toward these outside things as opposed to yourself. Yeah. So I know that you you want when you think of self-care, you're probably like, well, like you said earlier, oh, it has to be an hour. Mm-hmm. But I will remind you like that little morning time is that special magical time for you mm-hmm. where you have high energy. you probably have higher motivation than later in the day. Yeah. And just take that one 10 minute time that's non-negotiable for Carla. Yes. You know, the computer, the laptop will still be there. Yeah. It could be a quick walk. It could be, a, you know, a meditation. It could be we've talked about listening to a song and dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be preparing a salad for your lunch or whatever it is really honoring yourself and honoring your body and giving it the love and the care that it really, really deserves. Yeah. You deserve that. You're right. You're absolutely right. And with the, the sleep, I want to get back to, uh, I want to remind you of something you told me that has stuck with me. You said sleep is your superpower. That's what mm-hmm. you said. <laughs> and so these things, they stick with me. I probably could write like an essay on all of my, my Jillisms. Um, yeah, really. It, the thing is, they're all here. They, they didn't funny. just go over my head. They, they stopped. They're in my head. They're in my heart. You talked about the meditation and, and your voice was in my ears within the past week regarding the meditations. Because what you said is, I am pretty sure that the meditations will make a difference. And, you know, my brain would say, oh, well, do they really? I mean, they feel good when you do it, but you know, over time, does it really make a difference? But you said it does. And I'm trusting you. And I owe it to, to our relationship to try. It's kind of like what we talked about with our girls, our respective girls, like you're saying it. And I know you're not just spouting it off. You're saying it because you know it, you've experienced it. You've seen it work with others. I'm in a place where I'm trusting you and you've said it. So now I I just need to do it. Right. Like, you can't make, you're not here. We're not physical. You can't, Carla, sit down right now and do that meditation. But <laughs> I hear your voice and I, and I trust you. So I need to go back to that, you know, to our investment of time. Like neither one of us wants to be wasting our time. And so when guidance and advice and expertise is shared, I have a responsibility to me, you know, and mostly to me, but to you too, because you're investing in me to listen and, and try it and do it. Like everything may not work for me the way it works for, you know, your other clients, but I owe it to us, you and me, to try it. You know, I, I feel that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Carla, I love that. Well, yeah, I want you to do it for you. And I uh, just, you know, kind of start to wrap it up and, and say that, just remember to be gentle and loving to yourself when, when you go about this, that it, you know, you have this habit of prioritizing other people and you're not alone, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people do that, especially women. Yes. 
And it's okay if it doesn't, you don't figure it out in a month or two, but being committed, Mm -hmm. you know, just making a commitment. Sometimes it works like magic and write it down, tell your husband, you know, say, tell your daughter or your daughters, (laughs) you know, I'm committing to 10 minutes of Carla time every morning, first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. seven days a week. I'm committing to that. When you commit to it, there's a certain power, Mm -hmm. you know, you can tell God too, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I'm committing to caring for my body, this body that I've, I only got one of, right? and it's a gift from God. And and it's somewhat, you know, our duty to, to uh, maybe everybody doesn't agree with this, but I think you would, you know, to care for that body, oh, that one body that we have. Yeah. Like you said, we only get one. Yeah. And, and really, and I've had to even think of it in these terms, if I don't take care of this body, I'm not going to be able to do any of these other things I want to do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to. And that would be soul crushing as well. It would be even more soul crushing to know that I could have done something about it before I get to some place where, you know, I don't want to say some point of no return, but down some bad path health wise that I could have fixed and worked on and didn't. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I, and I, I love, you know, I was listening to this diet book and, and, you know, she's spouting off all these scary statistics and I'm like, that really usually doesn't work, you know? So I think that's an important thing to have in your mind, but also to try to, you know, gather that inspiration from a place of self-care and self-love as opposed to fear of developing diabetes or whatever, you know, fear is a great motivator, I think in, in a short spurt, Mm -hmm. but it's not a good long-term motivator or inspirer. I found in my experience with people. So Yes, that's true. And self-love, self-care, being gentle to yourself is the path. Mm-hmm. And then just committing and saying, you know what? This is Carla time. Mm-hmm. It's only 10 minutes. Yeah. What, what, whatever you think will work for you. I don't, I don't want to shorten. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Right, right. I don't know. But <laughs> make it realistic for you and put a label on it and tell everybody. And, and, and it's also great because you're also part of the reason that I think you tend to prioritize other people is that, you know, you, sometimes you allow people to kind of step into your boundaries. Like it's hard to say no, Mm -hmm. and you commit to all these other things and you're so helpful and kind and loving. And, you know, that's, it's also a practice in setting up that boundary of, I need, this is for me Mm -hmm. and I'm setting this boundary. So I know your husband's very supportive and your children are very supportive, but, you know, kind of setting up that boundary Mm -hmm. And staking your claim in the sand yeah. will might be very effective. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Carla, for sharing this I, I and for being vulnerable. <laughs> yes. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I don't know about you, but I was just so moved and fascinated by the conversation that I just had with Carla. It was very meaningful for me, and I'm hoping that you found it to be meaningful as well. If you would like to get more inspiration, information, you know, we always talk about science-backed stuff here for empowering you to be healthy, happy, lose weight if that's what you want in with ease and, and joy. And so you can check out my website, which is winweightloss.com. 
wynweightloss.com. And then if you do forward slash blog, you will get access to tons and tons of great or articles and cool stuff that will continue to inspire and empower you.